vision received was that of blood cells traveling throughout the body, supplying the much needed oxygen and other nutrients to the differing members of the body to fulfill their purpose. Once the blood cells are spent, they must return back to the heart to be refilled before being sent out again and fulfill their purpose. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Father's Heart podcast. Uh, it's been a while since I've done a live one, so I hope that this recording is actually better than the other quality recordings that you guys have had to suffer through, but hopefully the content in those recordings will make it well worth your time. But this particular podcast and the episodes that will follow, um, now that the holidays are over, that's kind of what it's about. And as I was gathering my thoughts to come up with um, content, um, I wanted to share something that has actually been on my website. It's something that impacted me long ago when I uh, heard it on an audio tape. It was an audio tape uh, by Jack Deere. It was called title or it was titled Surprised by the Power of the Spirit. And in this uh, tape, um, you know, obviously Jack Deere is speaking and he quotes uh, a person named J.I. Packer. He says, over the years, I have observed that the majority of what quote, Christians believe, is not derived from their own patient and careful study of the scriptures. The majority of Christians believe what they believe because godly and respected teachers told them it was correct. All, quote, Christians are at once beneficiaries and victims of traditions. What we must do, rather, is acknowledge that we are full of tradition, good or bad, to a much greater extent than we realize. And we must learn to ask by the light of scripture critical questions about what we have thus far taken for granted. Now, the first part of that was Jack Deere uh, quoting J.I. Packer and what he said. And then the last part was what uh, kind of what Jack um, surmised or concluded. And so I, I bring this particular series um, I start this particular series with, with that thought in mind, um, because the scriptures tell us in Colossians 2.8 that we need to beware, lest anyone cheat, uh, cheat us through philosophy or empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. I told the Lord many years ago, um, and obviously one of my private conversations with him that I wanted to know the truth. I didn't want to believe in something that was incorrect or in error and then pay the penalty for it. I would rather know the truth. I would rather be given the opportunity to accept it or reject it. I mean, just the thought of, of going to hell, believing in a lie that led you there was just a horrible thought to me. I, I just, I didn't want to be that person. Just give me the truth, Lord, and let me decide. I may not have fully realized many years ago in the way and in the depth and with the appreciation that I have today, how profound that request of mine was. Because from the very beginning, I mean the Garden of Eden, God has given man the power to choose for themselves. 
life, to be in covenant with our creator, or death, eternal separation from him. So it's with these thoughts that I would like to talk about holidays. And I guess I should start with my wife and my eldest child concerning holidays. Now they're both here, so you guys can kind of say hello. 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 All right. That was my wife first and my uh, daughter second. Um, and I kind of uh, had the idea that, you know, I, I, I want always want to make these podcasts relatable. Um, I believe the scriptures are relatable in and of themselves if you have a heart to receive the word. But I think it's important to kind of bring it to a practical reality to some people. And so that's why we've had previous episodes where we gave our testimony of our family before uh, we were married and then also after we were married. And so I felt like this would be a good opportunity or time to do that again. So I want, I guess I'll first ask my wife to kind of share her thoughts. Um, I'm going to, after, you know, they share their thoughts and speak, kind of share my kind of little testimony, my little uh, journey uh, in this uh, idea of of holidays and and why there are certain holidays that we as a family have participated in. And then there's others that we chose not to uh, for various reasons. Um, But I I guess we'll start with Patricia. Patricia, um, you got married to me 23 plus years ago. And you already had certain thoughts, ideas, and convictions. And I'd just like you to kind of share your journey of how you came to celebrate some holidays and not celebrate other holidays. Um, So for me, I had similar prayer or heart as um, you. I wanted to know the truth. I wanted to study the word. Um, When I started in my faith, as I shared before, I came from a Catholic background, and I never really understood what it was to read the Bible. So I was on this systematic reading the Bible journey with a friend of mine, or some friends that were uh, God was using in my life, and I was going through the books of the Old Testament. And I, uh, when I got to Jeremiah, and I know this is a scripture that is used, but I was, I nobody ever talked to me about holidays, about. Nobody talked to me about a lot of things. I was sort of, um, as I was reading the word, I was discovering a lot. Or, and I had also read books about, you know, salvation and baptism, um, things like that. But I was reading Jeremiah, and I remember when I uh, stumbled on the scripture, it's in Jeremiah 10, that as I was reading it, Jeremiah 10, 3 through 4, which, may I say the script, may I? Absolutely. So it says, For the customs of the people are vain, for one cutteth the tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold, and they fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. So I read that, and I remember I I thought, oh my gosh, that's the Christmas tree. That, That was my reaction. And I went to talk to my friends about it, and they didn't have um, that conviction, but Nobody could deny what I had just read in the scriptures. Um, so it, I, I sort of just kept seeking the Lord on it because I'm the kind of person that when I run into something, I start digging around in the scriptures. I start trying to find the meanings of words, trying to find different places where that scripture may have been mentioned. And uh, granted, this was early on, but um, I kind of stood alone on that because uh, I was in a fellowship where they they did celebrate the holidays. I just, um, 
Um, I was alone at the time, so having a tree wasn't a big, I, I didn't have one. Um, and then I just, it just, I did, I wasn't interested in Christmas after I read that. And so, um, how many years ago was it? That was a long time ago. That was when I first started in the faith. So the late eighties, I want to say, Okay. you always want to put a time on me and I don't remember times too well, but either late eighties, it had to be late eighties cause I moved to Florida in the nineties. And so then, um, I moved to Florida and I moved to a Spanish church and they Puerto, mostly a lot of Puerto Ricans. And so around the time of Christmas, it's, you know, my family's Dominican, Puerto Ricans are very festive people, very uh, house to house. So I kind of got into their, what they call the aguinaldos, going house to house, singing and all of that. But I still didn't do a tree. I still didn't decorate. I still kind of hung different than everybody else in terms of Christmas. And then um, during that time, uh, somebody invited me to a Bible study and I met a pastor that was actually, he had the same, they, they had the same convictions in that Bible study. So I was like super excited because I remember um, after going to that Bible study, the first Christmas Eve, quote, I put that in quotes, I spent with them in a Bible study, um, you know, where everyone else was having dinners and all that. I was having brownies and punch and we were doing a Bible study. Uh, that stays in my mind because it was like, it was exciting to me to be around like minded thinking people about the holidays. And, um, and so, um, I just continued walking in that and I shared that with uh, you, Jay, when we met, I believe we talked about different things and that was one of the, oh, there were the many things that we talked about. That was one of the things <clears throat> that we talked about. So now I want to make sure that uh, every listener understands this isn't solely about Christmas, but that's where you went towards. That's where I went um, towards. I, I felt strongly about Halloween prior to that. Okay. Be, because I had um, been very early on, before I started studying the Bible, actually, um, I, I, I started slowly in the Bible, and somebody talked to me about a person named Rebecca Brown, who was a, a woman who had come out of witchcraft. And she was doing, I don't know if she was from Texas or Oklahoma, but she was very uh, prevalent in the Christian circles because a lot of people were doing, were, you know, exploring spiritual warfare, walking in that, praying against um, demonic spirits. And I was very intrigued with that because I realized when I came to the faith that there were belief systems from my ancestors that were not pleasing to the Lord. And I didn't want to be a part of that. But I heard her talking about what the witches do on Halloween. And I was like, oh, no, I am not having anything to do with that ever again. And so that one I walked away from super easy. I didn't even want to do Harvest Fest or none of that stuff. Because she was talking about how that night they actually prayed and sacrificed, you know, young, innocent animals and babies. And I was um, I was horrified and terrified. And so um, that was sort of one holiday that I ditched real quick that I didn't want to have. Okay, so Halloween, that's usually the obvious one, <clears throat> even though there are many Christians that will, you know, celebrate some form of it in a, in a different way. Um, but would you say, well, I mean, share with us, did you participate in the normal holidays, uh, considering you were mostly raised in America and you went on your yes. summers to Dominican Republic, I would assume like, like myself I, I, being in American culture, we celebrated yeah, those yeah. American cultures. I went cultures. trick or treating oh. and I did all the Halloween Okay. So stuff. Halloween, Christmas, all the houses, all that Easter, stuff. Valentine's, yes. um, 
Oh yeah, that was another one. Valentine's oh. Day. I was like, I struggle. I struggled with that one. Some of it was my own personal reason, but I started looking into the origins of it, and mm-hmm. it was like, why are people doing this? There's so many people that are miserable on this day anyway. Like, I was looking at it from a point of view of the people that don't get anything because I was working in a law office at the time. Oh, that's not surprising. I was working in a law office at the time, and it was like so many people that like went over the top with this Valentine's Day, and so many people that were so sad on that day, and I just, I didn't like that, so I started asking the Lord about that one, too, because it was like, okay, I don't, I don't see, I don't see this in the Bible, so Valentine's Day was another one, and then I don't think I had any strong feelings about Easter until I started hearing teachings on it later on. Um, I did didn't see the point with the eggs and the Easter egg hunt and all of that. Mm-hmm. But when I started seeing that it was tied to other religions, then um, I didn't want to have anything to do with that. But that one came like further along the way. Cause you know, Easter people celebrate resurrection, resurrection Sunday. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of plays <clears throat> and a lot of performances that were done in the <clears throat> Christian churches in Texas that I was in that really hyped that up. Right. Where the focus was the resurrection of Jesus. So, okay. um, that one came that one came off shaved off down the road okay so some were immediate halloween some were more progressive over time right <clears throat> okay so i i guess that's um you know my wife's perspective um and you know what experiences she that led her to start being more discriminating of holidays <clears throat> she shared those uh with me uh we didn't share that in our testimony but yeah that was one of the things that we talked about early before we even got married um and got to know some of her uh stances and her beliefs um so that for me um i celebrated being in the american culture all of those holidays halloween i remember going trick-or-treating uh christmas we had a christmas tree we did the lights uh, there was presents, um, Easter, Valentine's. I remember Valentine's just doing it in school and kind of being shy because some girl gave me a Valentine's Day and I didn't know how to take that. And that was kind of weird and awkward for me <clears throat> because I was never a ladies man in my youth and never a ladies man afterward. I didn't have that type of chip on my shoulder. Um, so it was all very... I guess kind of weird, but, you know, there was candy, you know, just stick candy in there and the kids are going to be all for it. Um, So that's why Halloween is such a big thing for the kids. Um, But my my, uh, daughter, my eldest daughter is here um, because I wanted to get, I wanted her to be able to share her perspective being that she was a child who was traumatized at the fact that her parents didn't celebrate those major holidays that we've just mentioned. So what would you like to share considering you are the eldest in this family and you really didn't participate in those major holidays that we uh, just mentioned? I don't know if I would say I was traumatized, first of all. (laughs) Okay. I don't think I ever was. Um, I would say jealous sometimes of the children growing up, like getting presents twice a year because of birthday and Christmas. I would say I was pretty jealous of that. Oh, so you felt left out because you only got to do your birthday? Yeah, it was never, the jealousy was never stemming of Jesus. It was the fact that they got presents and I didn't. Um, But, uh, 
I guess there was a situation in Florida. I don't remember this, but it's a secondhand story from you guys, actually, where there were some friends of the family taking us somewhere or with us and had mentioned something about Christmas. And apparently my brother and I, one of us, said something along the lines, oh, we don't do that. It's not Jesus's birthday. I don't know what we said. I just know from, I think my mom told me this, they went with questions to you guys. And that circled round back to the church leadership. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about friends. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. This yeah. is when I was really young. So I guess yeah. this, um, our, we were taught at a very young age, it wasn't Jesus's birthday, simply put. Right. Um, very simple. But that situation, I don't know who blabbed, me or my brother, but. Uh, oh, it was you. Of, it was me? Yeah, okay. it was you. I, I got in trouble a lot for saying things. <sighs> Uh, contrary to some of the church principles there. But that was one of those things. It was a church in which uh, they celebrate Christmas. And you can say better than me, what did that result in, Mom, um, with that situation? What ended up happening? Well, then, <clears throat> then it was um, one of the children was have, well, one of the children had a conversation with you, with me present, and was kind of saying that it was Jesus' birthday. And I was the one that blotted out no that's not in the bible or she said something like it's in the bible oh so the two of you teamed up on that uh, innocent sure. little girl i don't remember any <laughs> she of was this, actually so. she was actually older than lydia but she was a pastor's daughter so the little girl went running to her uh oh and the we pastor's were just daughter. like uh oh um and then after that the kids had been riding in the car with some friends who are very dear friends that we have now and they actually don't i believe they re-examined the whole holiday thing over time um but they um they were very they were very nice they were just asking us questions so and i was thinking oh my gosh what did my kids say to them um but they were speaking the truth they were speaking the truth that we had taught them at the time i was always afraid of conflict and the the waves and that thing that would ensue so um anyway um they they just had questions and then it became a deal in the church because now it's more people that know and yeah, it was more like a big, big, um, we had a, a message in church that seemed directed at those people that don't. Yeah, that's happened to us a couple times <laughs> in different churches where we have a stance and a belief and we don't go out and try to cause a ruckus, but we're also, I guess not, I'm also not the type of family that beats around the bush, if you will. And if something comes at me as if it's the truth and I know it's a lie, I usually don't placate them. <laughs> um, and so as a father, I probably was pretty proud of my daughter for not for saying something out, you know, and not, you know, just going along. Because otherwise, what's that going to do to them? They're going to they're going to, you know, conform because, oh, everybody else is believing. But she didn't do that. And so I probably was pretty proud that, you know, she she said the truth and, and she wasn't probably, trying to cause division, but she wasn't about to to take in some lie just because, you know, her uh, an older, not really a friend, but kind of an acquaintance, mm -hmm. uh, you know, was in the church. But, you know, that happened to us at another church where I was asking questions <laughs> about, um, I guess, the identity of Jesus and his his relationship if you will with the spirit of god and oneness and then all of a sudden 
we get the Trinitarian teaching the next Sunday from, or the next Bible study Wednesday or something. And so those things, you know, happened, uh, you know, often at times, but, um, so I guess this is my Q and a session. Uh, let's go back to Lydia. <clears throat> you are homeschooled yes. till eighth grade. Mm -hmm. So you probably didn't have to, um, I guess get affected on a, on a, on a more, uh, at a higher degree, if you will, mm -hmm. because you were homeschooled and, and, and that's sort of like a bubble. It's sort of like a shelter, you know, whereas if you were in public school all that time, by golly, every year you would have had to deal with it because everybody in school is, is doing Halloween and dressing up to come to school and dressing up for, or not dressing up, but, you know, doing stuff for Christmas and doing stuff for Valentine's and doing stuff for all the holidays. You eventually did go to public school mm -hmm. and eventually they did do some of that stuff. So did you run into any conflicts or situations? What was your experience as you had to kind of live out something that you were just simply raised in by your parents? I don't remember particular instance that stands out in mind. I know I did have to address it with some people, just like random questions. And I kind of would give the kind of easy answer. Like it's not historically, you can find out that it wasn't actually Jesus's birthday. It wasn't very likely it happened in that time. Um, I didn't really go into the religious reasons too much. Mm-hmm find it because I didn't really talk about that too often in school um, but people my friends were aware I didn't celebrate Christmas sometimes I got presents and I was like I hope you know I can't return the favor <laughs> I can't get you a present back um, and they didn't seem to mind same thing with Halloween I didn't I didn't go trick-or-treating or anything like that but people would give me leftover candy Valentine's Day, it was at school, you would write a little note, and it didn't have to be to someone you liked. It could be a note of appreciation or something, and they kind of just sent it off. Same thing around Christmas time, it would be a little note with a candy cane. So it was around. Um, I would say the jealousy had kind of dissipated a lot by that time. Um, and I had an understanding... I didn't really utilize it actually, though, till college. I remember a lot more conversations revolving around my reasons for not celebrating the holidays in college with roommates, mm -hmm. with um, my friends, especially those who profess to be Christian or some f form of Christianity were also kind of confused. You don't celebrate Easter. You don't celebrate Christmas. Most people understood Halloween, but... Um, Didn't they immediately label you as, as a certain religion? What was that? <laughs> I don't remember that. Well, normally, uh, I, I, I could be presumptuous in, in that statement, but normally when you say you don't celebrate the holidays, they immediately say, oh, you're a, you're a Jehovah Witness? Yes. Okay. Yes. That? I did get oh, that. Oh, you did. Or okay. Jewish. Or I Jewish. Got, okay. I got asked if I was Jehovah Witness <laughs> or Jewish. <laughs> yeah. I guess you look Jewish. Yeah. I suppose. Um, Biblically yeah. speaking. And luckily, even though it was really rusty at that time, um, as one of our homeschooling things, we Bible study and Bible topics were a part of our curriculum, so to speak. Um, and we had to do a research project when I was around nine years old on the holidays, and we had to write our own little papers on it. Mm -hmm. My brother and I wrote papers. My sister was too young to do that, but she did learn with us like mm -hmm. the basics. Mm -hmm. So I remember we had to watch um, various documentaries on History Channel about it. Um 
we also had to look up Bible verses. So my mom mentioned Jeremiah 10. That was a big one that we looked at um, in our research about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, with Easter, we had to go look up. That's funny. I, I study linguistics now and like how languages develop. But we kind of did that in that paper on the origins of certain words. Like why is Easter mentioned one time in the Bible? when it should have been actually Passover, things like that. You studied that in your linguistics class? Not in particular, but in oh. terms of studying the origins of words ah, and where okay, they came okay. from, okay. Um, I kind of do that now. So mm-hmm. it's kind of funny how that tied together. But yeah, um, doing that research, even though it was preliminary, obviously, it's a nine-year-old and now I'm a graduate student. Um, but in college, I was able to pull on that mm-hmm. um, using my dad's website because he keeps that stuff. And I was actually able to use the more adult material in that it's a lot more. You guys got to stop referring to me in the third person. I'm right here in front of you. <laughs> this is a part of our, I know we're getting used to the podcast, right. but. But regardless, <clears throat> your website, I was able to pull a lot of resources there. And I was able to back up a lot of my Christmas was relatively easy, actually, for me to back up with the word. Really? Just because of Jeremiah, I, I, I would walk people through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also talk about um, the Lord. There are certain verses, can't remember them all, but I know Deuteronomy 6 4 was one. Here, Israel, the Lord our God is one God. The Shema. Yes, and how you're supposed to not worship other gods before him, according to the Ten Commandments, and how. Um, there are various verses in the Bible. I have them in those uh, in that research. I just don't remember them off the top of mm-hmm. my head. But um, bewaring the Israelites or followers of Christ to be led astray by pagan ways, etc. Mm-hmm. So um, I would use those, but also historic. I really like those projects in that we incorporate both the Bible but also history with it. So if they didn't, if people didn't get the biblical reason they could usually understand the historical reason with me so like Mm -hmm. with christmas i would say reasonably people would admit jesus birthday was probably not around that time in fact i've met people who are christians say yeah we know but also it's just a day we take to commemorate it or people huh always that but yeah or i've gotten well People who don't aren't really Christians, they're kind of like, well, it wasn't really about him in the first place. It was about Santa Claus. I'm like, but Santa Claus has historical stuff, too. So mm-hmm. things like that. Um, it's just funny to hear, I guess, or ironic for me to hear the different uh, ways of justifying it in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, Halloween, <clears throat> another one was I met quite a few Christians, not necessarily friends, but peers in high school, college age who... Uh, admitted that they grew up like doing trunk or tree. I'm like, what's that? Cause we didn't do that at my church, but I heard about it later on when I was older. And that was when we moved it to Georgia, right? Cause that didn't yeah, happen that in Miami. Yeah, that was not in Florida. Um, yeah. And I heard about it and then it was described. I'm like, that's trick or treating in church. Um, so <laughs> I was like, well, that's just kind of reframing it. And then in research and in explaining to others, you just kind of realize how people take something it's not, you could argue, it's not so bad or something like that, but you're taking something secular that is not of the Lord, um, simply put, and you're trying to reframe it and fit it under the Christian framework, which is Gosh. warned against um, in the Bible. So for me, 
Um, in explaining to others, that kind of solidified my own beliefs and why I won't. It's challenged me on will I stand on this when I'm not at home. So, for example, if I'm invited to a Christmas event and it's explicitly said it's a Christmas thing, it's not a winter party, it's Christmas. I have not gone to those things or... Um, even if it's a winter thing and it's like ugly sweater themed or they do a secret Santa exchange, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to participate. You're bowing out. I, I tell people why, and they're usually pretty understanding. Mm-hmm. It's not caused a full blown issue with people. Um, the only times where people get really confused, I would say is the ones who are Christians and celebrate Christmas. That was the main problem. Um, and Easter as well, trying to explain that to people. So you had more issues with Christians that celebrate Christmas rather than non-Christians who celebrate Christmas? Yeah, I, I would say That's they didn't get it, but they also were just like, eh, they, they didn't really care about the Christian component too much anyway. Mm-hmm. I do know some people who like traditionally they'll go to church on Christmas and on mm-hmm. Easter, but they don't really go to church throughout the year. Right. It's just kind of a thing you do, a tradition, if you will. Um, and so that's kind of how that went down, um, in my college and graduate student years. Well, you got into something that I was going to get into, but you already got into it. Um, which is fine. There was a little monkey wrench in my plans, but it's no big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not in your head. Sorry. No, no, no. That's, that's fine. Um, you know, even though my ancestry was from Puerto Rico, um, in America, I grew up like all American kids and I consider myself more American than I do Puerto Rican. And you know that, mm-hmm. uh, but for the sake of those that are listening. So growing up in the American culture, we participated, you know, when I was in my, my youth, we participated in obviously New Year's Day and Mother's Day and Father's Day and, uh, Valentine's Day and, uh, April Fool's Day and Easter and, uh, you know, all of the, the other ones that, w- that we've mentioned. Mm. Um, but, you know, when we moved up to Georgia, um, we, we were already decided because my wife and I had spoke, you know, before we got married uh, about, you know, holidays and things that we would, <clears throat> um, you know, engage in and then not engage in and, and realize counting the cost, what's that going to cost us? Um, is it going to cost us friends? Is it going to cost us relationships with other people? Um, because, you know, they're very tied to those things. Um, but I remember it was, it was in 2008, I believe, uh, when you were nine years old, that I decided, because I had never studied it before mm-hmm. on my own. I never studied, um, you know, holidays and their origins. But I felt like we're homeschooling. So as the headmaster of our father's heart homeschooling, I decided we're going to research this and we're going to make this a family affair. I don't think my, I don't, I don't think mom was involved. I think I took you three to the, to the library, the local library ourselves. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. We had to, we went to the, that's where we started. You know, we went there. uh, We, we went through encyclopedias. We went, found books. We went and, and, and then we found that a lot of stuff was on the internet already. It was already on history.com, which I can't even find that stuff now on history.com. Mm-hmm. They've changed it. They've, yep. they've modified it. And what we found there is not there anymore. But one of the things I did was I copy pasted the things that we did find in history.com and I put it in a, in a document. But 
for me, that was actually the first time because I had heard other people talk about it and they were, you know, pretty dogmatic about it, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, with the holidays and, and not participating in some things. And, and, and I guess to some extent, there are some holidays that I'm dogmatic about, like Halloween. I'm, I'm not I'm just not doing that, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it's just overtly obvious mm-hmm. why a Christian should not. Um, but even sometimes you can't even explain that. So that in 2008, and it was near the end of the year, it was probably near, it was probably near Halloween or Christmas that we just went to the library and we started researching and just gathering information. And we used that. I was more on the research side, I think I remember. And then my wife, cause she was very good at the writing technical aspect of that she would help you guys out with writing your papers because that was the assignment you had to guys had to come out with a a paper you know maybe not a five paragraph essay like you did in high school but something like it where you had you know we were trying to teach you the outline and the format of how to write a paper so your first paragraph was you know what's your thesis what's your your thing and then the body and what are the different, you know, facts that you research and found? And then you, what's your conclusion at the end? So it was really easy to do, but we found so much information that I just simply wasn't aware of. Obviously, Halloween, obviously, um, we found out a lot of stuff on Christmas. We found out stuff on Easter. Um, and it was really easy to find. I mean, it was just right there in the encyclopedia. I mean, most of our stuff really came from just getting a psychopedia. I don't know about today. <laughs> I don't know about today's encyclopedias. Haven't been in one. But the ones that we use were from, from what I can remember, 1990, 2008, mm-hmm. um, 1989, uh, let's see here, 2005. So definitely late 20th century, uh, early 21st century, we found you know, what we needed. And that was, that was when I became personally fully persuaded on why I'm not going to be taking, engaging in Christmas, Mm -hmm. specifically Christmas or or Easter or, or any of these other things. And I was, and even though we raised you that way, I hadn't studied it. I hadn't really looked into it. It really, I guess it was an issue to me for, for several reasons. Yes, I was raised and experienced those things as a child, Um, but partaking in them was not such a nostalgic grip on my life that I wanted and I had to continue in them. And then on top of that, um, you know, when my mom died when I was 20 years old, um, our our relationship was strained and I was kind of... uh, somewhat separating and and sort of just becoming more independent at an early age, maybe sophomore, junior year of high school. And so even though I remember having a Christmas tree at the time, I, I, oh yeah, now I remember, now that I'm thinking about this, I remember uh, when she was uh, married to her fourth husband and, and my sister was around, I remember they were decorating Christmas and this hurt because they had a stocking for three stockings. I wasn't, I wasn't involved in it. Mm. Um, and I, I remember that and I remember, and, and it's not 
it, it, it didn't affect me so much that, oh, that's why I don't celebrate Christmas. I, I, I can honestly say that, that that really isn't why. But I just remember that event and that happened so near to her passing away. It, it just it was just memorable to me. Um, so, you know, after she died, well, I was alone. I was living in a house alone. And I went through probably, she actually died, I think it was, not August, sorry, December. I think it was December 29th. It was just right after Christmas. Mm -hmm. She had a heart attack and she died. Um, And so Christmas was actually sour that year. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was uh, in, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the year now. 19, no, no. 1994. There it is. I'm thinking of where I was in school. I was trying to go, where was I in school? Oh, yeah, that was my second year of college. So 1994, she passed away. 95, I was alone. Christmas was nothing for me. 96, Christmas was nothing for me. I was still alone. 97, I didn't I didn't meet you until 97. But that church that if you go back and listen into the other podcast of our testimony, um, that particular church where my wife and I met, that was a church that didn't celebrate Christmas because the pastor there was very against the Catholic Church. <laughs> um, until I researched it on my own, I didn't realize why the Catholic Church was such an issue with him in regards to Christmas. His Catholic Church was an issue for many other things. Uh, but I didn't realize what was the impact of the Catholic Church on the Christmas holiday? I didn't realize it until I researched it. And I realized, wow, that has to do with the 4th century, the Council of Nicaea, the Council of, I think it was Constantinople. And I realized, oh, that actually has to do with a lot of things that are in, in, in are famous now in regards to doctrine, which I'm really more interested in than origins of holidays. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So I, I just had a deeper appreciation after we did that study. And that was just with you guys. You were eight or nine. Nine. John was seven or eight. And Deborah was you know, lagging behind about four years from you. <laughs> so uh, you can do the math for that. So yeah, she was young. She, 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 was just, she was just tagging along, you know, not really understanding everything, but you know, things were being seeded. Um, but there are holidays that we still do partake of. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We do birthdays. Um, and and my, my idea about Thanksgiving, and well, I'm trying to, I'm, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but our idea about Thanksgiving was just, man, it really is a day to just give thanks to the Lord for all that he's done this past year, for where we're at now, for, for, it was really just Thanksgiving. I mean, yes, we traditionally had a turkey. That's part of the American culture. And that's what I was raised in. Um, but we didn't make the holiday an idol or a sacred golden cow mm-hmm. that if you touched it, oh, you're we're good. You're going to get our ire. You're going to get, you know, you're going to get our, 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 our wrath or anything. We didn't make any holiday that way. Mm-hmm. We celebrated birthdays, but only... And, and, and I, I talked about this with you, I think about two weeks ago, as I was thinking about this, you know, when we celebrated birthdays, we were always thanking God that he brought your life into our life. Written on every card. Literally written <laughs> every on every card. card. And I'm glad you, you can <laughs> testify to that because that was always our emphasis. It wasn't about, you know, giving you a birthday and giving you presents. No, it was about really thanking you because, you know, 
if you listen to the other testimonies, uh, our podcast testimonies, that was a prophetic fulfillment in, in mom's life. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much mine, you know, like, like hers in comparison to hers. Um, but just, I was just grateful to, you know, after everything I've been through in my life to actually have a family, to have a godly family, to have a family that was raised in a God-fearing uh, way, in a God-fearing home. So um, that's kind of where I might want to um, end this particular session because the next sessions um, for our podcast I'm just going to share with everyone, and it's just for your consideration, for your edification, for your discernment, um, to consider what we researched. I, I literally have all, not all the documents that we use, although we do have some encyclopedias in our basement that actually have the information that we uh, put in our notes, but I have the notes that we took in 2008 and 2009. And I'm just going to share, this is what we found. Maybe you haven't done that before. Maybe you never considered doing that. It's a total waste of time to you. Um, but I think there's an, there, there's definitely a spiritual component that needs to be considered um, in regards to making a decision about, is this a holiday that I should even be partaking in? Obviously, Halloween is the most overt one. But when you look at the other ones, there's something very deceptive, insidious, uh, because of the way that it's 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 um, dressed, and the scriptures even even you know kind of speak about that. So I'm going to end our session here at that point and let you guys go so that um, everyone else can kind of just consider our thoughts on the matter, and then our next podcast we will. Um, look into the history and the origins of the major uh, holidays that we've kind of spoken about. So hopefully that was a blessing to you just to hear from us and we'll hear back from you or see see you again uh, or I guess you guys will listen to us again on our next podcast. God bless. Thus is the ministry of our Father's heart through us. Our utmost desire is to be in the Father's heart, to know the Father's heart, and express the Father's heart to you. If you appreciate listening to this podcast and we're blessed, pass it along to someone else by text, email, or word of mouth in the hopes that they might be positively impacted as you were. If you are interested in supporting our efforts, we would ask you to consider the following. One, pray for us. Two, leave a positive rating or review with whomever you listen to our podcast with. And three, If you desire to contribute monetarily, you can do so at paypal.me slash jbenjesus or cash app dollar sign jbenjesus or Venmo jbenjesus. That's J-B-E-N-J-E-S-U-S. God bless.